So what I want to see, Austin, right. is a version of the game Hades, but with the characters as they appear in the Disney movie Hercules. You know, ironically, Hades still would. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think uh, still would. Disney's, Disney's Hercules is a very horny, horny movie. Yeah, hidden depths. Hidden horny mm-hmm. depths to the 1998 classic. The best would just be uh, the swap out of Hermes. You know, for the uh, attempt at, not Paul Reiser, but Paul um, Shear, the uh, second banana for, it's like a combination of him and Elton John that they did for Hermes. For Hermes, like right. The persona there, yeah. So that's a fun thing that my brain thought about. Man, you're just, you're just connecting all the patterns now, aren't you? I really am. I'm looking back on my life and going, oh, it was a lot of stuff lining up for you, isn't it? Yeah, winning competitive shooting competitions and doing musical theater. <laughs> Both halves of a Dan Stew. <laughs> a very sticky Dan Stew. Welcome to the show. Oh, please don't say sticky stew. Science. Magic. Horses. Truth. And Dan, I got a little bit of a good news, bad news. <clears throat> Which you want first? The, give, bad news. Oh, the bad news is your Austin's a whittle sicky boy. Oh, what's the good news? The good is news it is, mono, you slut? <laughs> the good news is my throat's never looked better because I got that I got that post nasal drip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun here. Uh, That's all I brought for this week. So you, it's your, it's your, it's, you got to carry the show this week. Bud. <laughs> no, That's no, no, no. You got to settle of. something for me now. So I'm, I'm at Costco with my wife, and we have this like accordion style bag that we take with us that like opens up, and it's got three pockets that are all have like the reflective shit in it to keep stuff cold. Um, but the reflective liner is ripped in two of them. And she said, this looks, this, uh, this bag looks like you got attacked by a bear. And I said, I'm usually described as more of an otter, but sure. Um, is yeah, that you're funny? you're not a bear. Yeah. Well, that a... was funny, right? It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. See, she was like, she, she goes, what, she turns and goes, what, what's the, what's the number one rule of comedy? And I was like, don't punch down. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. What's the number one rule of comedy? I'm like, uh, Joke has to be things funny. happen in. Yeah, I was like, things happen in threes, and she goes, know your audience. I was like, that's not the number one rule of comedy. <laughs> I was like, that's a rule of comedy. So that's how I spent part of my afternoon It was today. too hot was, for the room is what we comedians call it. I'm going blue. I just started. I just, at that point, I was like, I'm losing her. So I just started, you started uh, choking making yourself. really- <laughs> in, a bit, in a desperate bid for attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in rehearsal for a, a cabaret right now. And yeah, what are you going to sing in that cabaret? I'm going to sing Bruno Mars's When I Was Your Man, uh, Trains, um, 50 Ways to Say Goodbye or something like that. Um, I'm singing the Beatles song, I'm a Loser. It's a breakup show. Okay. It's fun. Um, cabaret from Final Fantasy. Is that anything? <laughs> or it's Barrett, but he sings uh, Big Spender. Uh, I just need, I don't have a Barrett imitation. What does Barrett sound like again? Um, if it's you were to gruff, do it, it would right? be very problematic. Yeah, I know. I know. 
What is this, Z-Lay? Are you trying to gotcha me? I'm going to gotcha you. Um, I've decided that in the wake of White Lotus's success, we're now living in the golden age of Jennifer Coolidge imitations. So everybody's doing stuff like, you look like the 4th of July. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Or her new infamous line, these gays are trying to kill me. But I think people are looking at it in a far too limited scope. They're not capturing um, the essence of Coolidge. No, it's not that. I think they're they're not thinking big enough about the applications of Coolidge. Oh. Like I really, I I want her to do Galadriel's whole opening monologue from the Lord of the Rings. Now I just want to hear her go. But they were all of them deceived. <laughs> like I just want to hear Jennifer Coolidge do voiceover for like epic fantasy or oh, Star Wars. Love me and despair. <laughs> yes, Jennifer Coolidge has Galadriel. <laughs> uh, the light of Illyrium, our most beloved star. Oh, let it be a light for you in times of darkness. But no, no quotes from Rings of Power because I said no good. Yeah, no, 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 no. She's already in that one. Did you? <laughs> she's one of the rings. She's one of the rings. Yeah, <laughs> she's the voice of Sauron now. <laughs> She's Celebrimbor in the games, bring, if you listen real close. Bring it to me. Bring me the ring, Frodo. <laughs> uh, I'll make you into a spooky ghost. I just want her and Owen Wilson to get into a wow off. <laughs> Not where they're both saying their famous wows, but they're both they're playing both each playing other World PvP on yeah. World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love you. We're the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know how like a cell divides? That's that's what happened here. We're just a couple of out-of-body t- twins. Is that anything? It's like that, it's like that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. True Face Life. Off. <laughs> uh, Schwarzenegger's not, neither of them are in Face Off. They both in Con Air? Is it a Con Air? <laughs> no. Final no. answer, Con Although, Air. Did you, see, did you see the trailer for, um, what is it, Rengrave? Um the, the new, new Nick Cage that's coming out? Yeah, the new Nick Cage. It looks pretty good. I was like, this looks fun. It's got, I mean, I think in a post what we do in the Shadows world, it doesn't seem as like groundbreaking or whatever because we've had that familiar. Oh, that, I was thinking of that Western he's in, but I've seen the ads for Rembrandt or whatever it is. Ren, Renfield. Ren time. Ren yeah, it's Nick Stimpy. Cage. It's, it's <laughs> Nick Cage in Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> I need you to stop doing things to my butt. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> oh, God. Ren and Stimpy. How that shit got on the air as children's program? Well, not children's, but just programming. Because kids love it's farts, and that shows 99% farts. You give the people what they want. That's Unfortunately, true. its creator is also 99% farts. Speaking of 99% car- farts, uh, Kevin McFarty. <laughs> oh. Uh, I love uh, your droll satire. Right. After, on the 15th vote, was able to secure uh, his position as speaker. And so there's obviously a lot of, everyone's been talking about this and joking about it and dunking on people and, and talking about how crazy it is and how funny it is. The thing that I find fascinating is that you know, Republicans, specifically starting in the Reagan coalition era when they got the evangelicals, the disaffected Dixiecrats and the Northeastern conservative businessmen together, have been systematically, through entities like the Koch brothers and other stuff, dismantling American education 
and raising and making sure that we have a generation of people who are less educated than the previous. Right. So they are an easier to control populace. But what they did not anticipate, and I'm sure they regret now, is that some of those people that are a result of that tearing down of the system would eventually hold political office and not understand the mechanism of government they're trying to control enough and just be so disruptive and hold them hostage. The thing that I, I just cannot get over is like Bobart won her district by 500 votes, right? That's mm. it. Right. Gates, hotly contested. Marjorie Taylor Greene, surprisingly uh, safe in her district. Also, I don't think you know Bobert well enough to call her that. I think you should call her Robert Ert. (laughs) Well done. Well done. It had been too long since a joke. I'm glad you kept the joke timer going. It's been 60 seconds and I'm not laughing. (laughs) A joke a minute. We do the Seinfeld rule. Yeah, but I'm a better dancer than Elaine. Anyways. um, But these people who have zero interest in governance because they hate the government and want it to be as small as possible, and they're going to fight about the debt ceiling and cut the IRS and try to do everything they can to stop Biden's agenda. But like their chief export, what these 20 holdouts got is probably excellent positions on committees, Uh... high-ranking positions on committees. So their chief export for the next two years is going to be sound bites of them attempting to own the libs in committee hearings. Right. Although this whole thing was like, I can't believe the Obstructatron 3000 we built is trying to obstruct us now. Yeah, right? It is definitely, you know, the creator being turned on by their creation. And like oh, the I'm fact turned that on by most of my creations. Trump called, was calling and trying to get it resolved, and they wouldn't. It's like there's this cult of personality without a personality now, which is where you come in, Austin. I was, I was going to say, I'm very disappointed. Because for a hot second, I thought I had a shot. Mm-hmm. Speaker of the House, Austin, oh, what, what shenanigans I'd get up to. It would be like <laughs> an episode of Veep. I want to call, uh, please call the roll, but everybody use your AOL handle instead of your name. <laughs> <laughs> and this time, uh, do it like you're in a Jamaican voice. Wouldn't that be fun? That's how you get your sound bites. There you go. Yeah, Montana's uh, Matt Rosendale proved that he is a piece of shit with the thickest, thickest Maryland accent I have ever heard. <laughs> I'd never heard him talk before, except for on a soundbite in a commercial. My fellow I like, Montanans, you are, I was like, you are not from here. But he was part of the twenty holdouts and just being a piece of shit the whole time. Who would have thought that that would have been I the know. case? I know, but. I now want to construct in a lab uh, a Democrat candidate for Montana who's perfect. So someone who's perfect like for Montanans, for Montana that can get elected. So like retired military um, with an agricultural background who's like a tenth generation Montanan. That's the that's the jackpot there. Okay. Um, I think the only left wingers that could get elected here are like <clears throat> undercover right wingers in a big trench coat. No, I think you. I think you just got to go with an ag background, like Schweitzer, like Tester. Like if you're if you have a farming background and and can really do the whole blue collar shtick, and you're not from Missoula or Bozeman, you're good. Oh, I think those uh, those days are long behind us, my sweet boy. We're we're full Trumpo fash now. Yeah, it's pretty fash here. It's pretty damn fash. My sweet innocent boy, fascist. I kiss you on your wistful forehead. It is wistful. Thank you. I've been uh, getting injections. 
<laughs> I'm getting the wistful injections, huh? Uh-huh. Of yeah. moonbeams and stardust. <laughs> yeah, my face has gone full cottagecore. <laughs> and love that might have been. Uh, I'm just full of love that might have been. I, have we hmm. ever done? Uh, have we ever done the uh, seven evil exes of Daniel Crary? Um, None of them are evil. <laughs> That's the th- a couple of them are evil, <laughs> but like fun evil. What? Okay, one might be evil. The rest are fine. They're all just people. Like, I was an immature like, piece like of mega shit. mind evil. It's 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 endearing. Yeah, shit. I've been with my wife for it'll be eleven years in May. Ew, gross. Like, I know. It's. Uh, I don't give it a month past thirteen. We man- I've seen we managed- how these things play out. Hey, we managed to last longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> oh, where's our statue? <laughs> like the Taco Bell Locos Doritos Taco. Mm-hmm. I saw that TikTok too. That's okay. what you do. You don't cite your sources on this podcast, Dan. I shame you. I shame I, you for your TikTok plagiarism. No, I mean, I've always been like, Michael Dorn played, played Wharf longer than the Confederacy was around. That is true. You know, MASH was on the air longer than the Confederacy. Where's their statues to MASH? The, daughter, the daughters of MASH. Same as the daughters, the daughters of the Confederacy. Of, uh, hot Hands Houlihan, was he one of them? Houlihan <laughs> uh, was Hot Lips. And, hot Lips. Uh, that Which was, one that had Hot the... Hands? <laughs> I don't know. Was it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know my MASH characters. MASH is a little cringe. Like, there, there's a, there's I know a Alan black... Alda was one of them. There's a black character on MASH that they call Spear Chucker. I just, it's really hard to watch MASH now. I can, I've made it through no episodes trying to rewatch it as like well, that comedy was, history. That was fine in the 80s pretending it was the 70s. <laughs> I think you mean the 70s pretending, pretending it that it was the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how nostalgia works. That's why that 70s show started in the early, like in 99, and now it's rebooting, or it's coming back as that 90s show, and it's, you know... Around 20 years. Well, 30 years. Fuck. That 70s show was closer to the moon landing than today. Feel old yet, millennials? Whatever. It's coming back in two weeks, and that Saturday after that 90s show drops, my sister and I are going to spend the day together and watch the entire thing. <laughs> oh, they're doing, the, they're doing the bingeable version. Yeah, it's Netflix. That's how they do. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That was Topher Grayson since that. Was he a Spider-Man? He was He was uh, Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. That's right. He was mm-hmm. evil Spider-Man. No, that's not what that is, Austin. He, took, he was bitten by a radioactive Peter Parker, turned into an evil <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, there you go. And that's why he can never get kinky with Mary Jane. I'm moving on. I'm forcing a transition. Put in sure? the sound. <laughs> you yeah. want to play in that sandbox just a little bit before we move? Okay. So, what's keeping you up till 5 a.m. these days? What are you playing? What are you doing? Oh, I bought, you want to uh, give, give a shout out to anyone you hang out with in your online communities? Oh, I will. Don't you worry. But this week, I've been playing Dad of War. Ah. Boy. Okay. Boy. I will teach yeah. you to hunt and do your taxes. <laughs> you, must loose, <laughs> you must tighten the lug nuts in this <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Not all the way. <laughs> it is very easy to fix a toilet, boy. <laughs> Once the seal is affixed properly, just <laughs> tighten it down. <laughs> Plumbing, I find to be easier than electrical. <laughs> That's like every dad. They're That's like, oh, dad. I can put in a sink, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with electrical. <laughs> what are some other dad things that he could teach him? Um, I will um, show you how to tie a tie, boy. 
The lawnmower must be properly oiled before and after every use, boy. Check the levels. Never let your gas gauge get below a quarter of a tank, boy. It's allegedly hard on the on the pump. <laughs> it's a lot of driving, isn't it? That's a lot. Of, most dad advice is about driving, isn't it? It's about cars and driving. Well, ours are we're we're a we're a nomadic society where we come from. Well, I mean, mine. Your your dad didn't teach you any of that. No, I got I, I got dream visions. <laughs> you see, you see him in the ancestral plane, like it's fucking yeah, black, like it's black <laughs> and you're just like, "Hey, I want to talk to you about like the mental anguish you were going through and what your life was like." And he's like, like "No, nah, this is car. this is an oil pan visit. I'm teaching you how to <laughs> how to change out an oil pan." Don't forget how to like and sub- don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh shit! Wait, are you doing life afterlife tutorial based. videos? <laughs> skip ad, skip ad. <laughs> In fact, most most ancestor worship revolves around giving super chats to your dead relatives. <laughs> uh, the afterlife is just a hype house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Today we're playing a prank on my traumatized son. <laughs> he thinks he's gonna get closure, but all he's gonna get is snake in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you threaten me with a good time? No, I said a snake, not an eel, Austin. Potato tomato. <laughs> Snakes are just dry eels. I've always said that. I finally uh, watched the final episode of Andor because I'd been putting that off because I knew there was a big dead mom speech from the dead mom. And I just I mm. have to pace myself when I do those things because I've just sure. seen it in a bunch of other media. Um, but uh, I just fucking love Andor, dude. It's so fu- it's so unbelievably good. It's like what I love about television and what I love about Star Wars and just what I love about filmmaking. It's just it's just really good. Uh, fine, I, I've, I guess I'll watch it. I finally started Wednesday. It's fine. Oh, nice. the The first two episodes are kind of trash, and then it gets good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do Morticia like that. The whole thing about the Adams family is that they all like each other. I think. Where they're positioning it, Wednesday's just old enough, like as a late teen, their ha- parental conflict actually makes sense. Because in her typical depiction, she's always been preteen. And then that's like, yeah, one big happy family. But teenage angst and whatever, I'm fine with it. I also, if you stick with it, you get Fred Armisett as Fester. So, oh, that's who that that's, is. That's worth it. Yeah, getting Fred Armisett as Fester is excellent. Um, and I don't think we had a Grandma Adams that I recall from, but we liked it enough. We went and then watched the the two movies, the uh, the old movies, and goddamn the, the '90s Adams Family. Yeah, no, uh, that's the that's Angelica the Angelica Houston and Mwah. Raul Julia. No, that's oh absolutely. There ain't the no Gomez, but Raul. I just I I adore, and I think that Luis Guzman and. Um, Catherine Zeta Jones did They're fine. They just, as well. They just, the directing was bad. They didn't have enough to work with. I, I just, they didn't have enough screen time. They're barely in the show. Like after that, they're in one other episode. After the opening, they're in one other episode. It's not, it's not a great showing for them because they just don't have that much screen time. But, and Guzman's um, a little too they, whispery. Gomez is loud. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give you that. But what I, what I enjoy is they capture the dynamic of them as a couple. It's this, Tall, gorgeous knockout, and the weird little guy who adores her. <laughs> like that's the whole. That's the, why it works. Is because one of the original is, short kings. He the, uh, Gomez is the king of short kings. Uh, the prince of the prince of peace. 
Our Lord and Savior, Gomez Adams. <laughs> Long may he reign. <laughs> first of his name. <laughs> uh, King of the Andals and the First Men and all that shit. He's also Benny Gesserit. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> oh, it's all of them, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. Gomez fought in the Butlerian Jihad. But with you the robots, because he's the yep. Adams family. No, no. <laughs> he, uh, he's just sword fighting with robots. That's what I. That's what I need out of a season two. Is I need to see Luis. Need Guzman to see them fight in the, fight. In, the, in the cyber wars. <laughs> we got a lot of a lot of good entertainment coming out this year, my friend. A lot of good, a uh, lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. We're gonna get the sequel to the Spider Verse. So that's exciting. Oh, is that this year? I thought it was a year after. Comes out in June. In June of this very year. Mm-hmm. How oh, delightful. And we get the Barbie movie. Which I'm excited about. Finally. For some reason, we're getting another Kenneth Branagh, Hercule Poirot movie, which while those are not great, I still love them. Like, even though they're not great, I just like seeing, uh, I really like seeing Kenneth Branagh just do kooky shit and direct things. He's just, Kenneth Branagh's fun for me. I enjoy Kenneth Branagh. What if they make this, this round little observant man? A grizzled war veteran. That's the that's the <laughs> yeah, Poirot right. arc they're they're exploring. I know he's like so not Poirot that it's not it's it's fine. I didn't realize that um, I'm gonna have a nice chat with you over tea while I talk about what I did in Afghanistan. <laughs> I uh, was looking at mystery stuff for something I'm writing, and I was looking into Colombo and how Colombo is like huge in Japan. They to the point where there's like a series of books. Or a manga, I think, and a live-action TV show about a Japanese detective who's just impersonating American Columbo. Like that's yeah, yeah. Shit. They love uh, they love they mysteries love, over there, they, and they love Columbo specifically. I think Murder She Wrote's huge over there. I think uh, mm-hmm. it, they took a lot of uh, English dramas. I I just didn't realize because I've never I've never watched Columbo. You um, bastard, stop. Get I'm done with you. You're fired from as But my I didn't host. realize that every episode of Columbo was an hour and a half. Like it was it was that Sherlock format that I love so much where it's like a full fucking mystery. It's not a case of the week like Murder She Wrote. Yeah, and they 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 show you who did it right at the start, so you have to figure out how Columbo figures it out. I know. Um I so I really want to get into Columbo, but I had no idea that while there's massive gaps that the final episode of Columbo came out in like 2001. Yeah. Or 2002. Yeah, yeah. Like he he played like Peter Falk played him for like 40 fucking years almost. Mhm. Yeah, the last one I think he has to solve a crime at a rave or something. I don't know. They I'm just sure there's some real I'm sure there's some real clunkers. I'll use IMDb or some lists to be like what are the best Columbo episodes? All the ones with watch. Leonard Nimoy in them. Ah, oh, Leonard He was a bad Nimoy. guy like five times. He's my Leonard Nimoy. I love Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, you should. To the Nimoy estate, to Star Trek fans, Cameron specifically. Um, apologize to me. Never. <laughs> I, you never give me what I want, and you never get an apology. You know why? Do you know why? Power move? Because love means never having to say you're sorry, Austin. Oh. That's good. Which is why I'll never apologize to you. It clears my itinerary for several things I did last year that um, you're about to discover. Please, Austin, Austin brings that with him into his AA meetings. I mean, <laughs> I don't know you told me to reconcile with people, but love means never having, never to, say having to say you're sorry, sorry. So fuck you. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. I just can skip that step. 
Just give me the rest of the chips. I promise I'll be good. <laughs> Get those kind of in advance because I'm going on a trip. <laughs> a 15-year-long trip. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, if you treated sobriety as like... Um, a speed run. You're, yeah, just like a video game where you're just, you're just like, well, I'm just grinding right now on my sobriety stats. If you use the dopamine glitch, you can uh, bypass the DTs, um, save you about uh, 15 weeks, maybe a game over. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dark, but also funny. <laughs> Thank you. I had so many doctor's appointments this week. Yeah, you got all your blood checked out, right? No, I got uh, this substantial major GI thing I've had for 15 years. I have like a, a new treatment plan. There's new shit available. Finally, Hopefully, something for your weak vegan intestines. No, no, the veganism is was part of what motivated was motivated by this pre-existing bullshit. Um, and then I also saw an orthopedist because I have a bilateral shoulder feet. impingement. I've got my one shoulder that I fucked up during lockdown in New York working out. Um, and then uh, I compensated too much and hurt the other shoulder and then it was doing a little better. So I started working out a bunch this summer and then uh, my shoulder started hurting again. So, learn, yeah. yeah, but I thought that uh, my shoulder was messed up enough that it was normal to then have uh, numbness and pain radiating all the way down through my hand. Yeah, that's uh, normal. Yeah. What do I keep telling you? Life is pain. Life is pain. And the only Fear escape is the mind is, killer. The I only know. escape from pain is death. I know, I know, I know. Um, but, the more uh, the more this goes on, the more I'm like canonically your mother Godel. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but or no, you're more like the the girl who like manipulated her boyfriend into killing himself via text. You're saying I'm your boyfriend? Maybe I don't know. What are you doing later? <laughs> Getting real sick. <laughs> yeah, it's going. Uh, but uh, all that to say, uh, I'm doing like an arm sling to determine if I have a messed up nerve in my elbow or if I have a messed up nerve in my neck. Because all this pain that I'm experiencing radiating throughout my body uh, is not normal for a mild shoulder injury. <laughs> so, or an acute mm, shoulder injury, I should say. I'd like a second opinion. Anyways. Can you see to my say, toxic masculinity specialist I keep trying to recommend? <laughs> No, because he just wants me to eat liver, and I keep telling him no. <laughs> Sounds like you have a case of being a pussy. <laughs> and I told him, you are what you eat, and we high-fived, and then he punched me. I don't know what to tell you. No, that's that's a that's a clear bill of health if he punches me. <laughs> yeah, but why was it a $69 copay? Oh, I get okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Toxic Masculinity Clinic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to prescribe you uh, some Rise and Grind. And some uh, some some billionaire grind set, uh, and also this uh, this like supplement product I sell that has like uh, horse hooves in it, but it's not glue. I promise, it's not glue. <laughs> You're not injecting glue into I your veins. Brain jizz plus. <laughs> uh, it'll keep you from even being able to recognize what a pronoun is, mostly because of the deteriorating <laughs> mental state. Because it will. Yeah, it gives. It's nothing but plaques and tangles. It gives you Alzheimer's. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think we finally found your I think we finally found your colleague, Austin. You need to set up the toxic masculinity clinic. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just gonna look this up with the DSM. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You have, you're showing four out of the six hallmarkers for being a little bitch. I think um, I'm going to prescribe some uh, D's. Uh, D's what? And then a, then a foghorn rings and a bunch of confetti <laughs> falls from the ceiling. Oh, God. All right, I'll iterate on that. And mm-hmm. um, I think we'll be ready to take it public by next week. See you on Shark Tank. Good night, everyone. A Secret Weapon Production.